Thanks for stopping by and checking out Dude, Where's My Mind? A collection of short stories, insights, and conversations about my accidental spiritual journey. On this segment, I talk with my good friend Osa about her journey to motherhood. I call this episode, We're Trying. Enjoy. Do you want more kids after this? Is that like uh, a thing that you guys have talked about? Or is this like a... We do not have plans yeah, play, for any your more situation. <laughs> no. No. That's not the plan. Okay, so this pregnancy around like a, a bit of a surprise, I guess? Or like not this as planned? This pregnancy was a surprise. Oh. Like we were planning on having another child. Like we wanted a sibling for Linnea. And, but we weren't going to start trying until maybe a few months later. Like maybe... A month mm-hmm. ago, if we're thinking yeah. about it now. Um, so it wasn't at all planned to happen in the summer and to have them so close together. But I'm older, like I'm 41 now, and it took us a long time to get pregnant with Linnea. So we didn't want to wait too long because of the, in case <laughs> it was going to take a really long time again, we, we wouldn't know. And uh, it was just tragically challenging to get pregnant with Linnea so Mm. it was pretty crazy to find out that we were pregnant again and I don't know why I (laughs) it's pretty funny because even when we found out we were pregnant with Linnea I have been we'd been like monitoring every aspect of my body it felt Mm. like like it's such an all-consuming project when it's not easy Mm. yet somehow when we did get pregnant, I was completely taken off guard. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been checking every single thing you can think of that has to do with your body. And I'm happy to share what all of that is um, mm. for three years. And then I was totally surprised when we found mm. out we were pregnant. And with this yeah. next little one, I hadn't even had a chance to start like tracking anything yet. Mm. That's how soon <laughs> after the first one yeah. it felt like it was. So I was just like, I should probably take a pregnancy test. Like, I don't know where we're at here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. Lo and behold. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know where that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's man. odd how your body works, how it can yeah. just be so um, unreliable or like uncooperative for so many years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, oh, that's how you do it. Okay, got it. So wh- I'll, how I'll is give that? You, I'll give you two. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you said the first time around was totally different from the second time around. And I remember we were talking about it. Like, you know, you can um, look for different signs in your body and things like that and stress is a huge one of course right and like mental mm-hmm. and all that stuff and like what we do to ourselves and how we're talking down to ourselves during the whole thing because it's like our bodies are not working all of a sudden and uh you know you get a little mean you get a little depressed thing with yourself and um you know when you're not thinking about all these things and you're kind of having a little bit fun and you're laid back again and you can relax like you know do you think like setting up a good environment like that you know potentially get pregnant a little bit easier the next time like maybe that could that possibly have different for you this time around because I'm thinking about a scenario right 
Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I wouldn't have considered my life more relaxing and easier this summer <laughs> with like a five, six, seven month old child. Mm. That didn't feel relaxing. Um, mm. So, but you know, I guess I would say the biggest difference between what was happening in my head when we were trying to get pregnant the first time and when it happened the second time was I wasn't focused on mm. it at all the second time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I maybe that has something to do with just if we can call that being relaxed about getting mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah, for sure. I wasn't trying. I wasn't thinking about it. There was like, I was mm-hmm. too busy thinking about and caring for Linnea and just, I mean, when you have a small baby, you're, like operating in two hour time mm-hmm. blocks, I feel yeah. like there's no planning for tonight or tomorrow. It's just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> what is happening right the second and while she's sleeping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe that was more relaxed. I I'm just grateful, honestly. I haven't looked too deep into how come this happened so quickly this time, and it took so long the first time. I'm just grateful um yeah that it went that way (laughs) yeah but I mean it would have been very difficult if it was just as hard the second time I learned so so much through that process and Mm. there's really yeah I just learned so much that I wish I would have had I wish I would have had someone to talk to that had been through it or Mm -hmm like easier resources around I don't know just what what to think what to do what has Mm. not even what's worked for other people because everybody's different but Mm -hmm. there was some major aha moments through those three years that I really wish that that could have saved me a ton of time had I known sooner and maybe it wouldn't have taken as long to conceive Mm. had I known those things and it just shocks me still that I feel like I knew so little about my own body and how it worked and what it took to make sounds weird but what it took to make a baby like it sounds Mm -hmm. obvious but it's a freaking miracle that it happens for anyone based on all the timing that has to come together like you know how people like it it really is it's like uh the universe like the big bang all of a sudden just all it because everything has to be perfect and all these elements come together in this one like microsecond and all of a sudden you have life and then it's just growing and it knows how to take care of everything it's it's the wildest thing when you really sit back and look at it and I think when it's easy like had our first pregnancy Mm -hmm. been like the second one it would have just been oh so yeah yeah, that's easy that's how that happens I don't even really I didn't plan it I didn't organize for anything and it just happened and then why would you question that? So if that's what your experience is, then you take it, you just take it and run with it. Yeah. When you have a hard time, you dissect every aspect of that, what could possibly be influencing mm-hmm. fertility. Yeah. And yeah. you, it turns into a life project. Like it was, yeah. it was hard to have hobbies <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Honestly, I am totally happy to share. So anyone who listens to this who is struggling trying to get pregnant can find even a detail that they can relate to, then mm. that is amazing. 
Um, I think that would be, I did not have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's so many people in my life, you know, that, that are close to me that are, that have gone through this, that are going through this right now that have tried it and no success, you know what I mean? And it's just like, Mm. I don't know if it's a shameful topic or what, but people are very um, like, you know, for me, what I've noticed is like, they finally conceived, you know, like, Oh, for two years, we've been trying to spend hell. And I've been feeling like this the whole time. It's like, what, you know, why couldn't we talk about everything else? Like, wh- you know, what happened? And um, yeah, I think from like a, a outsider looking at a, a close friend or someone that you love that's going through this, you know, it's like, why aren't we talking about this? Isn't it fascinating? Yeah. And <laughs> when we, so we, it started out with us having a miscarriage and that was really um jarring as a life experience for sure and when because Jeff and I are both open people Mm. and so when that happened we told our friends and even his friends were coming out saying oh we've had two miscarriages or and people just share that oh I've I've had a miscarriage as well and it's like I know you very well how did I not know this and how that is a big thing to go through in life to lose Mm -hmm. a baby and you've not shared this. And there's, who knows what the reasons are. I didn't feel like holding that to myself because I felt like I needed to have people support mm-hmm. me at the time. And so I shared that that was happening. And it was shocking that there are so many people coming out of the woodwork that had had that experience already and hadn't told anybody or hadn't told, I didn't know about it. Yeah. Maybe they had other um, yeah. people that they were turning to. But for us, that was like, We'd been trying for a year already when we had a miscarriage. Mm. And when you're 37, um, they treat, do you know that you're called geriatric? Yep. Uh, yeah. So that happened. And, and, and people in that scenario would say with all the best intentions. And I actually did find it slightly helpful, but also mm. not. They'd say, well, at least, you know, you can get pregnant. That was a pretty common comment at least you know you can get pregnant. Mm. And I didn't know how to take that for a little bit. I know that other people have told me that that does not make them feel good. Yeah. Because it's like, well, great. I still don't have a baby and I still lost one. So that doesn't really help me. Mm. But I actually did feel like knowing that I had low egg count and that I had gotten pregnant, Mm -hmm. that gave me a sliver of hope. So I was like, you're right. That happened. And I was able to find out what what the problem was and it was a um, chromosomal abnormality Hmm. that caused that miscarriage. So I knew that it wasn't something that like that pregnancy would never have continued. It wasn't something I did Hmm. like in the first seven weeks or whatever. So that happened. And then it took another two years and a bit to get pregnant again. And during that whole process, my God, just trying to figure out why my body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm. Every single month mm. is a, okay, that didn't work. What now? Now what? What do we try now? Do we just keep doing this? Um, like, obviously you keep trying, but as far mm. as all of the tracking and charting and you start, or we started slow, like, you could print out these charts where you're circling when you have your period and then you can take your temperature every day because you're trying to figure out when you're ovulating. Hmm. 
And obviously ovulation is kind of critical to getting pregnant. So you need to know when that is. And there's all these other different ways that are really graphic that you can try Mm. to determine whether you're actually ovulating. Mm. And they make it sound like it's so obvious, they being the books I was reading and the internet articles, like, Mm -hmm. oh, your temperature will drop by a, or increase, or I don't remember if it's increase or drop, by a a whole degree, and then you'll know. Or your cervical fluid will change Mm -hmm. into this consistency. And it's like, Mm -hmm. none of that was happening. (laughs) Like I charted for months and months and months and nothing ever changed. So I'm like, okay. So there goes like seven or eight months of trying to use those methods that were telling me nothing. And so at that point, I didn't know when I was ovulating. I didn't know I had like a guesstimate, but everybody's different. And the idea that every woman ovulates around day 14 Mm -hmm. is certainly not the case. Nope. And that is in a, possibly the most important learning I had Mm -hmm. through this whole journey was you can use all the tracking apps in the world. They all assume a day 14 ovulation and that's what they're planning your fertility windows based on. And, or the ones I tried use the 14 day assumption and that was not correct for me. So I was never right in timing. Hmm. And if you're not timing right, you're going to have a hard time getting pregnant. <laughs> wow. What a what a crazy oxymoronical type of situation, right? Like I got to have the right time and then got missed the right time. It's like, what, how are you supposed to you know, predetermine and destine yeah. the right time? And it's just so wild. So much control in that. It all came, yeah, like it all came down to trying to figure out exactly when I'm ovulating and all the different methods that you can mm-hmm. use to try to nail that down. Mm-hmm. And and you only get one chance to figure it out per month and then an entire month goes by and then all of a sudden a year has gone by mm-hmm. and you still don't feel much smarter because you still haven't gotten pregnant and you're still not completely sure what's happening. Or I, I say you're not, but obviously I mean we because I don't, I can't speak for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say after about, I think it was two years of trying Somebody told me about ovulation strips, hmm. which I did not know about, and said, oh, you can go and buy them at the dollar store. So I <laughs> ransacked like every dollar store I could find trying to find ovulation strips. Good, Have a good time asking people who work at the dollar <laughs> store this crazy block if they sell ovulation strips. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Send us out. <laughs> um, very few people sell ovulation strips at dollar stores. I don't know why that was somebody had bought them there and said that they sold them at dollar store. Wow. So I confused a ton of different retail store clerks and it was embarrassing a little bit. So did not find any there, but I found a bunch and they're very expensive. Mm. If you just go to shoppers drug Mart. very expensive. It's like, here's two for 50 bucks or Mm. something insane. And you need at least that if not twice as oh, many wow. a month. <laughs> so that was not financially some a road I wanted to go down and buy the, the like heavy duty plastic ones from shoppers. But there's a website that I can give you later if you want to share it with anybody. Um, 
where you can buy them really cheaply from nice. the U.S. <laughs> and you get like a mega pack. And that changed everything. Wow. Yeah. And I was working with a fertility doctor at the same time that was wonderful. One of the local fertility clinics here. And his suggestion was, and so I was working with a fertility mm. doctor, a naturopath, an acupuncturist, our family mm. doctor, Chinese herbal medicine doctor. Mm. You had That's a team trying to work and get you, get you a baby. Wow. I had an entire yeah. team. But here's the thing, like, n- none of that was coordinated. Like, I was the only common mm. aspect of any of that. And so it, there, there was not one person, or there wasn't for us anyway, that could help us, like, a single source of support. There was all these, all of these different practices can help you in some mm. way. And you're just trying. Mm. You're just like, I've heard acupuncture yeah. helps you get pregnant. I'm going to go do acupuncture. Mm. And then so happens that the acupuncturist is also a Chinese herbal doctor. So she's like, I can make you these potions and you drink mm. them and they taste mm-hmm. nasty. And so you're like willing to try yeah. whatever. So you do that. Then there's, um, the naturopath who was trying to run all these hormonal tests and checking to see where my body was at just from like a a baseline. Mm. Are there any hormones missing? Are there any, how's your thyroid? Like just checking all of these different things. So there wasn't something physiological happening inside me that was preventing this. Then there's the fertility doctor who's sending you to just structurally Mm. check that everything is the way it should be. And all of this is happening at the same time, but it takes a long time to learn about all of these different potential sources of mm. help. Like you have to talk to other people. Yeah, you're right. To figure out that, oh, I can go get acupuncture for this. Okay. And then you book an appointment and then it obviously isn't going to happen the first time. So you start going like once a week and then three months later, you're like, man, I've really spent a lot of money on acupuncture. And it's just one small aspect that might help you. And this Mm -hmm. is how crazy it gets. So you're just doing anything and everything that you hear of that might support you. I mean, I stopped drinking caffeine. Mm. I still don't drink caffeine now. It's been almost five years. You stop eating certain things. Mm. You stop drinking. You, God, what the hell else is there? There's like sleeping and there's just yeah. all of the aspects that you can that you think might help you want and that you feel like you can be in control over yeah you are doing those things and then that one more month passes by and you're like i am doing everything in my power and it is so frustrating to be putting so much energy and effort into it and then it's a process that you feel completely out of control with Mm. such a a crazy dichotomy of micromanaging yourself to achieve a goal that you don't have Mm -hmm. what it feels like you don't have control over whether you achieve or not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I can't think of anything else in my life that I have spent that much energy trying to accomplish that I don't have 
control over the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I like I could practice something every single day for three years and I would probably get a lot better at it. But this was not something that was resulting in anything. You know, when I met you, uh, you know, at our, like, I think the first time I was working that first month when I was like done with being pregnant and I was like, I got uh, birth control again and I started a new job and I was starting a new life and I did not want that old life of trying to get pregnant and like, you know, having these things happen to my body that I had no control about. And uh, when I met you, I think like two weeks after I started, I got pregnant and I was like, damn it. (laughs) I thought I I was done I I thought I was done and so you know I didn't know what you were going through and I remember you were the first person I came to because I just trusted you right off the bat and I was like dude this is a situation and I remember you know now knowing what I know is like I probably came off like such a pig to you because I'm like I didn't want to get pregnant and now I'm in the situation now my whole job is you know what I mean like I cannot be grateful for the situation that I'm in that I'm coming back to work in January, which is very exciting, but I'm coming back six months pregnant. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I know I'm like trying to develop a a practice at work that is still moving forward, but it's not, yeah, that I wanted to be a part of that. And now I'm just coming back for Mm. three months and then I'm leaving again. So I had to kind of figure out that felt weird. And I was trying my very hardest to not apologize for being pregnant. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sorry in any way. So why should I apologize? And I'm sure they don't expect an apology. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's weird though, how you feel mm. about telling, telling someone that you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you feel like, but yeah, so there you go. Yeah. I didn't know you'd had two pregnancies before you got pregnant with Mila. Yeah, not a lot of people do. And I earlier about just keeping things in. And, and I think I did that too. Like I, we went through it and then I told people and then it happened again and then we went through it. And then I told, you know, people like, I, I don't even think I told my mom, maybe I did. I don't know. I, I told her there was a few times that, you know, it, it was hard. And, um, and it was funny because when I got pregnant with Mila, like I kind of wasn't attached because I always felt like something was going to go sideways. So mm-hmm. I told Paul, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay if this doesn't work out. And that was my mentality towards this. So that's why I can't find pictures of me like doing like hearts on my tummy. <laughs> like, you know, like I, <laughs> I very much was like, ah, I'm pregnant. We're going to do this. And I want to know, you know, certain details, but I'm, I'm going to just hang out now. Like, and I just took a, yeah, I, I just took a big step back away from the pregnancy. So I was really detached. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think that that's partly because it hadn't ended well a yeah. couple of times? That yeah, I, I think I think a lot of those things because I was uh, like I had met Paul like back in I think we met in like 2008, and since I met him, like I think the first three months he was like, okay, I I like you're it. I want to get married to you, and I want to have kids. He told me that the first three months that I met him, and I told him I don't want any of that. Like I don't. Yeah, okay, I can see I can see getting married. <laughs> but I don't want to have kids. Like I just, that's it. And we even broke up and we got back together. It's going to be okay. Or he always just thought he can convince me otherwise. And so when I did get pregnant, I'd be like, even now I got to just go through this. And then even when I got Mila, there was this thing of like me dragging my feet and doing it. Cause 
I felt like I didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? I felt like I just, yeah, I'm married. I got, you know, this is a perfect time. If I ever want to have kids, I got to have it now. You know what I mean? I was very like, mm, you know, mm. and so it happened. And I love Mila and it came up, but it took me a long time to really love her unconditionally. And I know that now because I have <laughs> Sasha. And as soon as he popped out, I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> you know, like the feeling while he had him inside me and while he came out, totally different. And maybe it was a mindset, I think, because I didn't accept where I was in life. And I like went kicking and screaming into motherhood, basically. That's yeah. super different. Super different. So then, then you're like, oh, so there literally is no doctor that I can think of whose role it is to help me figure out how to get pregnant period mm. like by myself you, that's not yeah. anyone's job yeah. yeah except for mine and now I have to piece together all of these professionals mm. and hope that something I'm doing is going to work so it was, it was yeah. it, intense and that was a huge learning that I wish I would have known earlier because then it wouldn't be such heavy lifting trying to figure all of that Damn, stuff girl. out so yeah. anybody is dealing with this and they want to talk to somebody i'm here i'm happy to share more you can give anybody my phone number i'm happy yes. to yeah. like just be a ear that's golden if that's, that's what gold. they need because you know man, man. I, that's what it is yeah Lessons mental learned. health and like all this depression and it's all because we cannot communicate how we're feeling what we're going through we just have an ear a lot man it really does to get that stuff out of and yeah. someone who knows yeah someone yeah. who understands too like it's huge like a friend of mine is going through something similar right now and and I'll just say hey here's how this was for me do you relate to that does mm. that sound familiar and she goes you feel like you're telling me mm -hmm. my life back to me and you're wow. telling me my thoughts and the journey that I'm on but you just saved me wow. six months because you've you told yeah. me the conclusion yeah. <laughs> that mm. I'm gonna ultimately reach and I don't I now have it wow. yeah. much sooner. So thank you. And so yeah. that alone is like dude, worth knowledge, gold. straight knowledge. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Straight knowledge. Straight knowledge. Yeah. Fascinating. When Jeff and I were going through this, was a lot of all of this monitoring your body is very I much just on you, me, like as a woman during all this. And time. is there no real way he can participate? Yeah, like he can't really participate. It's like sure he can mm -hmm. like take my yeah. temperature or. <laughs> You know, he obviously has to participate in trying to make a baby, but but seriously, that is like the least of the process. There is so much else happening that once you're actually like, oh, I think this might be the time, like that mm. is not the work. The struggle was every time mm. you go to the bathroom, actually, this is a good tip too. This is another aha moment. When you're getting close to having your period, when you think you might get it, but you're hoping to God mm. that you're not going to get it because yeah. you're working your butt off trying to get pregnant. Every time you go to the bathroom, no matter where you are, you're at work, you're at home, you're at a cafe, you're at someone's house. You're looking to see if you're getting, mm. if you're getting your period. And so it's a stressful experience mm. every single time. And then it says, and then you don't know when that's going to happen. And wherever it happens is where you have, you get the mm. news that you didn't get pregnant this month. And that is most mm -hmm. often not at home. 
And I got really tired of being at work and realizing that mm. it didn't work this month again. And then having to yeah. try to make it through the rest of the day normal when yeah. that was just heartbreaking every single time. And I was like, this is the part that yeah. I am having a hard yeah. time dealing with. Like this news, unannounced news, wherever I am in the mm. world and with people, I can't handle this. And the way to solve that was when you get the multi-pack ovulation strips, you can also get a multi-pack pregnancy tests. And at day 25, I would just start taking pregnancy tests because then I could control where I was when I found out mm. that I was not pregnant. Because oh, at day yeah. 25, 26, 27, 28, yeah. if you're pregnant, it'll show oh. up. Even though it's really, really early in a pregnancy, it'll still show up. And even if mm. it doesn't, at least you're at home. And at least yeah. you have your partner there, possibly, yeah. if you have one. And you're not doing it on your own. But, like, you can control that situation. Because that was, like, almost traumatic. Not having control over when that news was yeah. coming all the time. So that would be yeah. another huge tip. It's like, Fantastic. just start taking the pregnancy tests. And just be wow. in control That's of a the nugget. experience. That's, wow. That's great advice. Because I can't imagine, you know, you're really wanting this. And yeah. you got to go back and do life. And he wanted so <laughs> That's hilarious. That's where I went when I started talking about Jeff. No, the thing with Jeff was he would always say, don't tell me when yeah. you're ovulating because <laughs> I don't want to get stressed out. He'd be like, I don't want to, I don't want to know because then like, what if I like clam up and can't make it happen? And I mm. get that perspective, but also I was like, I'm sorry. I understand mm. that, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you because the amount of energy mm. I am spending daily and every time I go to the bathroom to know what's happening, you, I'm not going to be able to give you the freedom of never knowing and just surprise you did a good mm. job. We got pregnant. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to tell yeah. you because you need to be on this journey with me and I'm going to be okay. sharing all of the things yeah. I'm feeling throughout all of this and I'm going to tell you when I'm ovulating and if that gives you performance anxiety, we'll work through it and yeah. figure that out. But I can't leave you unknowing that this is a big moment now just because you're mm -hmm. you're worried that it might cause performance anxiety. So, And he's just like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that that way. I get it. 100% I'm in just tell me all that's going on and so wow that we got through but that was interesting how his first instinct was just I just don't want to know I'm like I'm sorry I can't Man, give you that liberty yeah. you're gonna have to know yeah. this is yeah. not no not something at all. I'm going through alone that's awesome man so and every not everybody yeah. ends up in the yeah. same place that's the only sad part that like you know doesn't always go yeah. the way that that you hope and I can only share kind of how, how it's gone for us. So I think I would still be more than willing to tell our story, even mm. if we didn't have any kids and IVF yeah. didn't work and we spent a bunch of money. Um, because I really do feel like the few major lessons I learned, which I've shared with you now, like really yeah. changed mm. the game for trying to get pregnant. And I really wish that I would have known yeah. some of those things sooner. And if, if that helps somebody else go, oh, I had not thought mm -hmm. of that or I hadn't tried that or I want to know more about that. Can I talk to her? Then absolutely. 
because for some reason we're not talking about this yeah. even though everyone is going through yeah. it yeah or knows yeah someone. guys thank you so much for stopping by and listening to that episode it's very very um near and dear to my heart because it's a situation um that's happening to a lot of females that i love in my life including myself it's happened to where you know we're um on this journey to either become a mom or not become a mom and you know we have to deal with our own struggles and our own bodies and our own mental anxieties and kind of create an environment where you know miracles can happen and life can grow and so Osa, thank you so much for sharing all of your struggles, your experiences, your ups and downs, your joys, and where you're at today with your two beautiful babies. Um, you know, this is just such an amazing story. Um, and I'm so happy for you and Jeff and your family and Linnea. Um, you know, I just wish um, if we can talk about these kind of topics more often and we'll know a little bit more of the the common pain that we're all struggling through, uh, whether it's to get to know our bodies, whether it's to control a certain outcome, whether it's feeling totally broken because, um, you know, externally we're not functioning as the rest of society. So just talking about this and sharing this one part of um, someone's life has been really eye-opening to me because we never know what people are going through ever. We never know someone's reality. And so what this has taught me and more experiences like this have taught me is just be kind. You don't know what dragons people are kind of dealing with. You don't know what someone's mind is capable of holding for themselves. And so if we can just smile at someone, if we can lend a kind glance in their direction, I think that's how we're going to solve a lot of things that are happening within us, inside of us at the same time. Thanks again for stopping by. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to stop by and say hi, dude, where's my mind? 2020 at gmail.com. Once again, thanks again. Your time is always, always appreciated every time you check out um, any of these kind of stories. So that's awesome. Thank you and enjoy.